I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to the Midweek Fix on the LFC Day Trippers. I'm your host, Keith, tonight, and I'm joined by a very exuberant-looking Phil Casey down there in the bottom corner. Um, Phil, how are you? I'm great. I just want to say well done to Carl Torley for dropping the rhythm halfway through that song as, um, as part of the intro. He's, he's, a, he's a legend, he is. If anyone can, call call can. Carl Torley can. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Davo, delighted <laughs> to be joined by you tonight. Yep, glad to be here, Keith. Good Very stuff, glad to be here. Good stuff. And rounding off in an old school day trippers panel, we have Shawnee Lawson. Shawnee, how are you? All right, Keita. What's happening, mate? Living the dream, pal. Living the dream. So, what we're going to do tonight, we're going to have a quick look at the games that went on tonight. We won't go too in depth because there's nothing really exciting uh, from the Liverpool point of view that happened. But we'll just quickly look at the games and then we're going to look back at last night's match at Liverpool, the significance of it in the, um, the standings for both teams. So, you know, Manchester United are across roads, Liverpool getting strong now for the running, how we see the running going for the rest of the season in all the sort of competitions, not just the league. And then we're going to talk about a certain Spanish midfield maestro who we've been waxing lyrical about in fairness for a long time, but he's just getting better and better and better and better as the games go on. And we think we're starting to see the best of Thiago Alcantara. So we're going to have a little chat about Thiago as well, a little bit of love for Thiago later on too. And that else he's want to talk about, lads, and anything in the chat that he's want to throw in that he's want to hear. If he's want to hear, we've two quality goalkeepers on our panel tonight so I was going to hear about <laughs> what's uh, over the honour <laughs> <laughs> I was going to hear that and about Eddie Mendy and Hardy Ramsdale um, we can have a chat about them as well so lads we quickly look tonight uh, Newcastle get a win does anyone care? no next Everton scrape a draw Davo sure. you've been you've been adamant now that Everton are too good to go down um, for a while 
Well, look, sticking listen, to I'm, that. I'm sticking to it as in, like, they're definitely bad enough to get down, but yeah. Burnley are playing a different sport. Burnley don't play football. They're absolutely fucking <laughs> atrocious. I would have loved them to see everything go down, but I can tell you one thing, a very, very close second to see in Burnley go. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't see Burnley picking up too many more points for the rest of the season, to be honest with you. Relegate so I, them all. I, I, don't, I don't think, uh, I don't, I don't think uh, a loss, I, like, I don't think the extra point everything picked up is... Like gets them totally out of everything, but I think it's the same thing. I don't, I don't think I don't think Burnley are, are, are going to pick up too many more points. So I, do, I think Everton will be fine. Davo, do you not think like the Premier League should do do like a Leicester Senior League with it and like relegate four teams this year just to reduce the number of teams? Yeah, in the yeah, with one? yeah, you could do that, yeah. Because it was used to fix a congestion in one go. You wouldn't even need a Christmas break. You'd have thirty six games, thirty whatever it is thirty six games a year instead of thirty eight. Job done. Everything just you have a quick now. look at the table there. <laughs> They're far ahead. They're far ahead. Same games. games. And like that United team we beat last night at three off four. The Premier League is shy. If it wasn't for Rose, honestly, genuinely, (coughs) Boston City are really good. If it wasn't for us, honestly. Well, do you know what, Shawnee? You're right. Us and City are really good, but I know something you've been saying for a long time as well. I'd rather watch Paint Roy than watch too much of Man City. Oh, Do you know what I mean? They're not an exciting team. Now, don't ask me. I was like pulling teeth, but <laughs> the, the shit to watch. Like, it's kind of like um, you won't spend too much time on them, but it's like Pep has just found the safest way possible to win games without any risk. And I, I'm not sure they really give a bollocks. And where do Abu Dhabi owns them, is it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They don't. They mustn't care about the brand of football because it's absolutely crap. Yeah, it's tip tap, switch to one side, switch to the other side, look for the pullback. The same goal all the time, like mm. all the time. Well, they got two deflections tonight. It's shite, and considering the money spent, no wonder the fans don't turn up. To be honest, yeah, the goals we scored last night, I haven't seen City ever doing that on that pep. To be honest with you. They were Pep Barcelona goals. Yeah, but if it, Pep Barcelona, he had Messi and he mm. had Xavi and Iniesta who, they played the little triangles and Messi could often come up with a bit of magic, but it's just, it's pure system now. Look, it's frustrating to watch because it's obviously very effective, but it's absolutely crap to watch. You can't, and there's no, there's no neutral like I tell me otherwise because it's, it, it's actually Shit to watch. Yeah. But lads, just on the art and on, on the results tonight, Chelsea are falling backwards, and the same thing happened last year, and we caught them for towards, right? Yeah. If you look at the, the gap now between fourth and fifth to Chelsea, like it's less points than when they blew toward last year with, with us. I think we what we, we were about seven points behind them at this stage, heading into the, the, the last run of games. Remember, we, we I think with four games to go, we said, Jesus, we still need results to go our way. There's no way we could possibly do it. Maybe we'll scrape fourth, but that would be the best we can hope for here. And we end up finishing toward. Like, yeah. this this is this is a big... That, tonight was a big result for Chelsea because the, there's got to be questions on Tuchel if they finish shite again this season. No, they won't because Vlad's too busy trying to sort out a peace process deal over in uh, the Ukraine, right? So, But like it, 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 with, with, with Abramovich gone, the, the pressure goes off Tuchel. But you look at it you wonder... If could they miss out on top four? And the only reason I'm asking outside of um sport going back to Shawnee's point, 
the, the the lack of consistency again by the three that are behind them, right between United, Arsenal, and Spurs, is the only thing that probably gets Chelsea into the top four from where they are at this moment in time. Well, they're five ahead with the game in hand of the other, so they're fine. They're fine. But somewhat surprising result then. Chelsea are five ahead of the other two with a game in hand. They blew up completely. Like they they lost last year in the last day and got top four. Mm-hmm. And like going back to like we we'll touch because Leicester lost the sports. If Leicester had won, the Chelsea were gone. Yeah, this sounds ridiculous, right? But I actually think now, don't get me wrong. This does sound ridiculous, <laughs> but I think in hindsight, and I even said at the time, I remember saying it to Keith, winning that Champions League the way they did killed Tuchel. Yeah, because it, it literally meant that. The system that he probably hoped to implement the following season with Chelsea, which was probably a little bit more expansive, a little bit more attacking, he wasn't going to abandon a system that won him the Champions League. He didn't. He never played three at the back at PSG mm. or Dortmund. He never. He's <coughs> never had this sort of pragmatic approach, and it probably stands to him because I, I do think he's a good coach. I do. I genuinely do. Um, I think he handled himself well in the media, but I think he kind of got hamstrung a little bit by his own success because. I'd imagine if he had a choice and Chelsea didn't win the Champions League last year, his approach to this season may have been a little bit different and he may have been a bit more expansive and creative. And who knows, he probably would have been further up the table, but poor recruitment killed them really because not one of their signings worked out. Um, Saul was a bag of dirt and Lukaku was basically (laughs) a United sold, which... Was a shock to me. So I think he's probably a little bit, and at the end, he's probably he's blessed now that Chelsea are in yeah. some form well because another season, the other fella would have pulled the trigger on him or a bother without hesitation. Yeah. But you can see it in previous performances. He is trying to move away from the the back seven or whatever he's been playing, and he's gone with a flat back four, and they've looked so vulnerable because they're just not used to playing in a four. You know, the players, the, the protection that they're getting from having three centre-backs, centre-back playing as a wing-back, two holding midfielders, possibly three if you'd look at Kovacic in that sort of more destructive role as well. And, you know, they, they move away from that and, and they get found out. Now, I think it's interesting that they are not starting to wobble because they did have a couple of big results then um, in the last few weeks as well. But it, it will be interesting if they do fall apart or fall away from that that third place because they've been nestled in there all season and they're starting to go at the wrong time and as you said Phil last season it's the same sort of thing do you know what I mean that they're, they're, they're dipping when you don't want to dip we're going to move on to Liverpool in the world who are look to be getting back on their their the saddle back in the saddle at the right time but Chelsea look like they're they're sort of starting to wobble a bit but Arsenal to get that win it's a good, good win for them because Davo will come to you on it. You know, when we were looking at the, this race for the top four, Arsenal had all these games, but it was all, well, they've Liverpool, they've Spurs, they've Chelsea, so we can put a line through them. Um, I think Chelsea and Liverpool were away games and you didn't expect them. They're after battering Chelsea tonight, aren't they? Like, 4-2, it's pretty comprehensive. Yeah, well, listen, I was on uh, the last time I was on there, I think it was Monday last week, and I thought Spurs were going to nail down for it with the five games that they had. If you took out Arsenal and ourselves, 
they five really, really winnable games and then Spurs do what Spurs doing. They rocked up a half twelve for absolutely dog shit and last one nil at home to Brighton. And that's kind of flipped on its head because Arsenal were the ones with their three defeats in a row. We know Arsenal lost later on on Saturday, but they'd lost two games in the league before that. They were getting dogs abuse off everyone. United were kind of the ones, the tour favourites of the three, if you want, for that far. So it's kind of about that flipping on its head. Now, Arsenal, after the Spurs, after having a really poor defeat, um, they still have to play Arsenal, they still have to play us. And Arsenal, after going with the Chelsea and getting a, a huge win in the, in the in the race for top four, and it's that one's right. Out. You can see it now. It's really gonna. Is that the second last game of the season for them too? It's probably gonna. It's probably gonna come down to that. Can I just say they've conceded eleven goals in their last three home games? Chelsea. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Real Madrid. Real Madrid conceded three to Madrid, four to Brentford, and now four to Arsenal. Yeah, and that that's the fear factor I think when you see results like that it does sort of come out of Chelsea you know because they're such a stubborn defensive team mm. and then you see that their their vulnerabilities are starting to come to the fore but you know you've got Phil you've got Arsenal you've got Spurs you've got Manchester United I think the last time I was on with you we were poo-pooing the likes of Wolves and West Ham and the likes you know that we're sort of in there and um, they, they have fallen away they've fallen away now Johnny said it there, the standard in this league is terrible. How do you see this this top four playing out now? What do you, like we obviously we can take it, Liverpool City, park them aside, Chelsea drag back into it for you, or what's what's happening now? I, I just don't see the consistency in the other three to for it to, to turn into a race for two spots. Right? It's it's a race for fourth, and it's amongst Spurs, Chelsea, and Spurs United and Arsenal for that last spot. Chelsea get over the line purely on the basis, but I say that, but then you look at Chelsea's next three fixtures in the league and they have West Ham, United and Everton. Now, all joking aside, Everton are shite, right? So, but like we, we've probably feared Everton more, mainly because there's a mental thing there and we have to go and, and we can't afford to drop any points, right? But you look at that, 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 that West Ham and the United game. If West Ham have any harbour, any outside hopes of making the top four, they need to get a result against Chelsea. If United have any harbour, any hopes of making the top four, they have to get a result against Chelsea. Before you'd say that Chelsea are going to walk home in this, but now looking at it, there those games are up for grabs. Those games are, are, are really up for grabs that were that weren't up for grabs before. And if that happens, if they don't pick up at least four points from those two games, that's when the wobble starts. That's when the mental stuff starts. Where suddenly, where you are five points, you're only suddenly two points ahead of the two teams that are chasing fortune. You know what I mean? And that's where the pressure comes on teams. And I don't know. I don't think they. Do, I don't think they do well under pressure. I think like if you go back to at one point, it was ourselves, Demage and and City going for the league, right? And as soon as they became the the favourites to 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 take the lead and move ahead, they fell apart. They fell apart until they fell back to the second and the second and then toward in the league, and then they were able to chase it. Everything was going to blame Reese James when they yeah. were up top of the league. That was never going to last. Mm-hmm. Never going to last. Like I'm, everyone going on saying, like everyone clamours. It's like everyone was clamouring to say uh, Mendy was a better goalkeeper than uh, than Allison and yeah. Ludogorz was a better centre half than Van Dijk's best centre half in the world. Like that, he's playing in the playing the back five. Reese James a better right back than Trent. He's playing the back five. He's like. Those lads would be completely exposed in their system. Like Rudiger, whoever pays him the money, um, they're getting done up like a kipper. Honestly, we've, we've been banging that drum for the world, Sean. He plays in the three, put him in a yeah. two, and then it happened yeah. a couple Most of weeks ago, and Brentford ripped him asunder. 
all over the place. All over. And Azpilicueta uh, is decent, but Christensen out the gap. Like, Chelsea have a lot of work on in the summer because mm-hmm. a lot of their players are leaving on freeze. And they need the great players that are there. Now, it's all well and good bringing in the likes of man Brozier and Conor Gallagher, but they, they're not going to challenge. They, they, they won't. They're not going to be... I can't see them now after the summer, no matter what happens in the summer, what they can do to push Liverpool and City on, especially when it looks like City are going to buy Haaland and you'd expect Liverpool to do something clever in the window because that's what we seem to do. We are like Looking at that Carvalho young for already, he seems like he's just going to go straight in and be another one of them, to be honest, which I know it's coming up in the Championship. But like I don't know where Chelsea... Go really like another year in the FA Cup wouldn't be enough for them. And I'd back us to beat them to be honest with you because mm-hmm. I do think that they are looking shaky and there's a lot of there's a lot of players there just waiting to dial it in. Like your Jorginho's, your Rudiger's, you have Christensen who looks like he's going to Barca. Rudiger's being shopped around all over the place. Jorginho, he tried to get rid of him in the in the summer even after that because I thought his stock was high so. There's a question there about Ramsdale a few minutes ago and the two keepers on show tonight. I was half watching it now, so I didn't go into like big detail. I was half watching it and the two of them, it was cat amongst the pigeon stuff. They were causing fucking ructions in their own box. Yeah. And it makes you, makes you realise fucking how lucky you are to have Alison. Like Ramsdale, one of the one of the uh, goals got deflected. I didn't really look at it in detail, kind of on a stance or whatever that question said. But like... He never impressed me. He never impressed me at Barmouth. He never impressed me at Sheffield United. And when you're playing for them teams, like you really should have a very, very high percentage, right? Or you should be standing out in games because you're getting fucking peppered. The best keeper Arsenal have had since he never fucking saved it. Yeah. Second best. Exactly. And and Mendy tonight, like, wouldn't say he was at fault for any goals, but he just he do he doesn't feel doesn't feel you with confidence. He's going like, to have to take a knock I think the last few months. Like, so, yeah, man, Leno is a Leno is a copy and paste minule. Like there's loads mm. of them all over the league. Like they pay good money for him as well. And Ramsdale he ma- he makes a big save away at Leicester and there's a big yeah, but that save, Shani, if he what? if he doesn't make that save where the ball goes in, you'd say you'd look at it and go, keep it. Why did you say that? Yeah, he makes the save that's two yards away in the post. He, he makes the he makes the simple things look really extra extraordinary. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The, the complete opposite to Allison. Harry Ramson's fucking shite, lads. I said it about three weeks right. ago, right? And I said this at, before the Liverpool match against Arsenal. I said, we don't need to worry about Harry Ramson will do something fucking donkey brains. And he did. And we and, and he do, does it over and over again. He gets beat. I think in both their games, he gets beaten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. garbage. He's absolute garbage. And the English lads get really upset when you say that. It's like when the Jordan Pickford appeared. Like they got really pissed off that he was, that anyone saying that he's garbage as well. You, you sign these lads from Sunderland. And we did it with Mignolet. You sign these lads from Sunderland who get 4,000 shots at them and they have these incredible shot save statistics. Of course they will. By the law of averages, they're professional goalkeepers. They're going to save loads of shots if you ha- if you give away loads of shots. Look at the top shot save percentages in, in, in the league at the moment. It's your man Messi or Messi or, or whatever his bleeding Messi, name is. Yeah. Leads. He's, gar- he's absolute poison, right? And they're trying to make out that he's a great shot stopper. He's not. He just faces a thousand more loads shots. Than, shots. Yeah. Yeah, than, than and when you're playing down there, your goal, the goals you can see it aren't scrutinised because you're just under constant yeah. pressure and yeah. 
you know, I, and, he, he and conceded five, but he made two saves. It sits there, Keith. Your defence sits there, right? Yeah. You're just there, and the defence sits there, and that's all, you, all you're basically doing with shots. Once you go into those top five, six clubs, uh, the difference is that you spend so much of your time doing nothing. Right, you spend so much of your time, and there's a bigger gap between you and the back four, which means that you have to be so good on one on ones and so good on set pieces. Club something t- today, like like you're saying that feel like all basically from from Liverpool down, the goals conceded amongst the teams, like it's all really high. But then you get the Wolves, and I actually think that your man is a genuine goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Your man Jose Sarr yeah, has been is. a very good signing, and it's not. It's not a case of him facing 60 shots a game and letting loads in. He makes big saves. And I think that's a big... They've only conceded 28 goals this season, mm-hmm. which is something else, basically, for a team that's wandering in it. I think they just miss goal scorers at times. and It's worthy about coining everyone. They were on the outside of the, the periphery mm-hmm. of a top four. But that's a real... He's a really good keeper. A really good keeper, Joseph. And he'd be an upgrade... I'd say he's probably even an upgrade on Mendy, to be honest with you. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like They get suckered in with these English keepers. Like He's fucking shit. Like Jack Butland played in the weekend for Palace and I was laughing. Everyone was throwing around. He was, he was being touted around as the one to, to fill out Joe Hart. Like, at least Joe Hart had a good season where he won points for City and won them a league. Yeah. But they're all, clones. they're all clones of the bad Joe Hart part. Right, so that's Ramsdale. Basically, stands with his, his stance is terrible, right? And he has no spring off his legs. It reminds me so much. Remember Mignolet's minus dive, where you can say, "How is yeah. he? How is he not got across the goal?" Like he's taking this huge dive and it just goes and flops like a fish, right? And he does it. Pickford does it. Hart did it. Do you remember the way um, Suarez used to take free kicks from sixty yards against Hart and just pour it into the bottom corner? And he he never seemed to be able to get near it. So, like for me, look, listen. There's a long line now, production line, of these really shit English keepers that the media like to hype up in England. And long may it continue as far as I'm concerned because we're not signing an English keeper this side of, of 2020, 22, 23, I'd say. So I'm talk about the, the year 2,223 as opposed to the 22-23 season. Yeah. Um, look, you look at Cueven Kelleher. He's, I would say he walks into anyone Outside, I, I, I think he's an upgrade on Mendy. I think he's an up. I honestly do think he's an upgrade on Mendy. I think he'd be in Would he be England's number one? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Definitely, definitely, he's better, better with his feet than all the English goalkeepers. He is so much calmer in presence than the rest of them. And look at the games he's played for us. He never gets flustered. And the one thing I like about him, the one thing that's really important for a top end goalkeeper is when he makes a mistake. It never seems to affect him mentally. He doesn't go into a shell. He just continues to play the game. And if that's the one thing that he learned from Allison, then it's one of the biggest traits that he's going to have. If I'm Spores now, I'm coming into Liverpool and I'm offering 20 million for Kelleher. Honest to God. And I'd, I'd get rid of your man, the French lad who's, who's mad in the He's brutal. Yeah. He's bunk. Mm. He's one. He's another keeper who gets, you know, Spores fans love Hugo Lloris because uh, he makes a great save every game. Mm. And they ignore the howler in every game. 
every single game you got release makes a bleeding pig's ear or something. And you know, these keepers. I'd say Lloris be a good keeper if he had his light together off the pitch. He seems to be a bit of a mad thing. I will see that's it, like and and you know, it, did he say keepers, Phil, you sent me a clip on Twitter earlier of Rene Aguita. You know, goalkeepers, as we all know, are all a bit a bit mental, but I don't know what it is with Lloris. He always does look like he's I don't know, like he he's not at the level. Shane, uh, Shane there in the top right looks like he's gonna pull someone through the screen. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's getting really annoyed. I think he's getting really annoyed by this uh, Mendy love. He doesn't understand it. No, 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 I don't mind. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind. Look at Lloris is just. He's a, we'll find him a, he's a real flapper. Everything he, he never he never look he never looks comfortable. He never never looks like he's going to hang on to a shot. It's always he's trying to get it. He's he's trying to get it away. I, I, I hate goalkeepers to save shots with like fists, as in like they'll dive with clenched fists. Yeah, just asking for trouble. There was a goal he conceded earlier on the season, and he made about three mistakes for the one goal. I think a ball came in, he flapped across away. A shot came in, he tried to flap the shot away, and I think someone was rolled it into the net. And it was like a couple of mistakes in one goal. It was fucking horrendous. Now, listen, he's sports fans will tell you he's he's picked up a little bit uh, recently. He was good in the first half against Villa, but I I seen that Villa game, and with the exception of the fourth save. Uh, which was very, very good. The rest of them are all extremely comfortable. And like we were saying about Ramsdale earlier, if they, if any of them shots go in, you're fucking blaming them. Do you know what kind of way you are? Certainly asking a question, going, Cardigar always used to say, a goal goes in, something doesn't look right there. Why didn't the keeper keep that out? Like a mini like fucking reverse dive and the ball is going in three foot from the post. So, Listen, he's picked up a little bit. Sports fans will tell you recently, but no, he's he's not he's he's nowhere near the top top keepers. That's he's one that always seems to spill it into the danger zone, doesn't yeah. he? Like the shot comes and yeah. it never goes away from goal. It's always put back, back into in. a danger zone. Rob Green, yeah. Rob Green yeah. was a great yeah. man for that. He loved to get <laughs> loved to knock it back into the danger the zone. Goalkeeper, the midweek fix goalkeeper's edition. Yeah. He loves he, he, Rob Green loved the double save. No need for a single save when a double save yeah. looks better on television. But I'll say one thing, right? And, and it brings us back around to the match last night, right? Um, because I just want to respect uh Allison's Cruyff tour early in the game. That's fucking outrageous, right? But you look at it, right? Best goalkeeper in the league is Allison. After that, it's Edison, right? After that. It's a troll. Like the game would have been clearly head and shoulders above everybody else. My God, the regression in his game is frightening. And going back to the goals last night, right? If you go back maybe five years to the game when we weren't great and he was in goal, he used to save all those shots that that Salah when when running through last night. They were the ones he saved. He also pulled off miracle saves from the Lewis, like the equivalent of the Lewis Diaz shot. I remember watching the Gaia in one of the games where we were taking shots all over the place. Maybe it was when Suarez was there and his legs were going everywhere. He was like O'Black at the moment. You know the way O'Black is known as the octopus and his, his legs and his arms go everywhere and just stop shots? The Gaia used to be as good as that. And he now he's... He made one for in the nil-all one night. It was a night yeah. game. It was a nil-all and he made one for Coutinho. Just shot him on that way. It was one of the best saves I've ever seen. Yeah. Although Save with Matip with, with his feet, he'd not yeah. need to save as well in an early, yeah, like, early kick-off before nil-all as well. I think the Aya is just tired. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, what, I, I, that's what it is. And like, I'm not going to come on here and lift him out because, to be honest with you, in the past 10 years, he's one of the best goalkeepers I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like He was United's player of the year about five years in a row. And that says, it, says a lot more, it says a lot yeah. more about United than it does about him. But, um, he when he was on top of this game, he was 
he was absolutely brilliant. And saying that, as good as he was, I don't think he's as good as Alisson. No. I don't think he's as clutch as Alisson. The beauty never... of Alisson is, sorry, Phil, the beauty of Alisson, and you touched on it earlier, is you can do nothing for 89 minutes and the concentration is there. You know, the Napoli uh, save in the Champions League a few years ago when he pulls one out of the top in the, the top corner and sets us on our way. You know, he does that. And De Gea, uh, I think De Gea was a great keeper and Phil, you used to have to be bleeding real accurate to get a sniff, to get near the goal. But he was just a better version of the Mignolets and the... He became, sorry, a better version of the Mignolets and the Meliers and all these because he's getting fucking bombarded with shots constantly. Mm. Constantly getting peppered now with shots. And after a while, as you said, Phil, the defence is standing right in front of you. Just, yeah, bringing pressure on and after a while, that must just be soul-destroying for him because the, the fella that played last night wasn't the same keeper that played, you know three, four years ago it's it's a fucking a shadow as a former self. Used to terrify me going to play when going to play United when the guy was in goal. Used to terrify me go like these lads need to basically put the shots into the top corners to mm. score against these, right? Because the only only option to say, well, maybe on a corner because he doesn't like coming off his line in terms of dealing with it. Right? That was the only the only weakness he had. Now it's just you can pick so many holes and yeah Sean, I'm not going what my point was outside of the gay if you have Alison Edison and then the gay being the tort, which I, I completely believe the Jose Sa, maybe I haven't seen enough of him, so I'm not going to say he is right. But after that, I think Creven Kelleher is as good, if not better, than every other goalkeeper in the league at that point. Mm. But every other one is some form of camera saving spanner, right? Like a star, Schmeichel loves to do a camera save, doesn't like to do the basic things, right? And he can say the same for absolutely every goalkeeper after that, right? In terms of what's there, I can't think of one like there's not one, there's not one, and, and that's why, like, all joking aside, for me. Kelleher, if it's great that we can hang on to him, but at some stage he, the fella has should be a top four goalkeeper and and will be a top four goalkeeper. He gets a chance. And the other fella, what's the um, Baz Lorman, the goalkeeper, the other fella Bazzano, that we have, Bazzano. yeah, at uh, Bazzano at uh, who's out on loan from City at the moment. Like he's he he looks a better goalkeeper for us in in terms of the Ireland team than Zach Steffen does in for the for City's reserve team. So mm. like if you think about it, like. We've got potentially two lads who are definitely Premier League level goalkeepers from a Norris perspective. It's great to see that battling out and hopefully the two of them go on to have great careers. But um, I'm, delo- I'm delighted to have Mark, um, Mark Travers is probably going to get Barmouth's player of the year as well by yeah, all accounts in, well, yeah. in, a, in a promotion season. I think he's had, he might have had the most clean sheets in the, the championship. Yeah, I'm not good. sure how full of them have been bashing everyone uh, in front of them but scoring a lot of goals. But he's, he, Travers has had a brilliant season. Just getting off goalkeepers, lads. Just see, you need to. Yeah, just because he, he may, I know it's offside, but he do, he makes a double save last night, Alison. And I, I've never seen a goalkeeper better than him. Not at Liverpool, anyway, but in the game because I got back to it. Like, Czech was really good at Chelsea, and um, Seaman, I was probably a little bit young. Van der Sar was decent, but. I don't. I can't remember a goalkeeper controlling parts of games. I don't. I, he's done that for us. Champions League final, last ten minutes, he controls the game. He just, he's mad because sometimes his his kicking can be off sometimes, and he puts us under pressure like the first half against City last week. But uh, honest to God, he's 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 ridiculous. It doesn't get talked about enough. 
more successful passes than the man you know at midfield <clears throat> last night. Mm. Makes 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 everything look like you're, you're saying about Ramsdale. He makes the the easy stuff look difficult. Allison makes the makes the difficult stuff look incredibly easy. I don't think I I, I, I can't remember anyway a goalkeeper who moves his feet uh, on shots. He's he's uh, facing quicker than Allison. He he yeah. does he takes shots into his midfield. We've said it before that the majority of the keepers have to spring off their foot and get down left or right. He shuffles across, takes it in the midriff because his footwork is so good. Uh, and one-on-one, I'd, 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 I'd love to... I actually don't sit and watch them enough to see. He just keeps himself big and makes the centre-forward make up his mind. And like, that's, but, that's easier said than done. So, uh, to, to take that point on, like for me, and I've said it on this, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, and Sean, I'll, I'll come back to it at the end of the season. I'm not going to use it now. I'm not going to use my told you so moment at this stage because I'm hoping we've got like four trophies in the back and then I can say I told you so. But the, for, for me with Alisson, it goes back to, and it's going to be sort of more people who look at the technical side of the game. He, I was always wondering, what's the next progression from Manuel Neuer as the best goalkeeper in the world, right? You have people who flash in terms of good seasons and stuff like that, but who's consistently the best goalkeeper in the world? And that's why Alisson is there for me. And his game is the next progression of the sweeper-keeper, right? So he does the stuff that Nero was, this is amazing. What? How is he? He's out, look where he is. He's out on the halfway line and he's doing this and he cleans up behind. What, what Nero was really good at was not making these massive, incredible camera saves, right? He was just good at being in the right place at the right time. What Alisson has done is he's done that. He's also added the ability to make the absolutely unbelievable, not just the incredible save, but the, the out-of-this-world save into the game at crucial moments, at the key moments in games, more so than I've ever seen a goalkeeper do for our team, ever, ever, and possibly for any other team. I can't think of a goalkeeper in the biggest moments always comes up with a monster save, probably since Schmeichel. And I'm, th- I'm talking about Casper, I'm talking about Peter Schmeichel. That's how, it's, it's, like, it's like he's a blend of, the, of the, the last three evolutions of the goalkeeper, right? And that's where, to me, that's why I think Alisson stands head and shoulders above all the other goalkeepers that are out there at this moment in time. And, like, I'm fucking delighted we spent all the money we had on him. And I'm fucking delighted that Chelsea spent more money on Kepa so that you never had to go around with the tag of the most expensive goalkeeper <laughs> in the world for more than two weeks. Right? And, and honestly, right, I just remember, I do remember David Seaman. Right? And I do remember that unflappable style of goalkeeping was so alien to what was going on around him at the moment. But that's why he was... For me, he was the, he was the best at the time, and then then um, Buffon comes along, and he's a kid at the same time. Seaman is sort of coming into the peak of his career, and it's always the ones who have that calmness in their game that are, that always manage the longevity in their game. Casillas doesn't get talked about well, but he had that calmness. He has this inner calmness in the way he plays, and that's why the longer we keep Allison, the more likely we'll always be challenged for trophies, even if Klopp goes. Because if you have the best or one of the top five goalkeepers in the world, you will always have a chance at winning something in the league. And that to me is is is, is probably the funniest thing. And also the fact he can do Cruyff turns when he just feels like it in front of centre forwards and not give a bollocks. It's 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 phenomenal. Phenomenal stuff. And like that that moment alone, we may as well talk about last night. Fuck this talk about other teams. May as well that moment alone just sets it sets a tone for for what was to come. It was a slap in the face to United. It serves them right. Stick that for your 20 years of annoying the bejesus out of me, right? And then they play a load of traffic cones. You know, there were a bunch of traffic cones last night. You should have went out in an orange and white striped jersey because that's what they look like. Absolute right. gawk. Give me one minute and we'll get on to... Oh, sorry, sorry, night, sorry. Right? Just no. Very quickly, right? 
sponsor of the show, IP Vanish, if you're into your um, VPNs and things like that. So um, I'm not reading this off, and trust me, I'm just good at this. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? So that's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers because um, you're an ISP and a pro in uh, IP Vanish VPN makes it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse on the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. Um, you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media at home or in public. Don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. Uh, IP Vanish offers an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today and the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. 4.6. 4.605, that's very good. I like that. Go to www.ipvanish.com forward slash day trippers for your exclusive offer. Link is also in the show description. So tell them Pete sent it. Yeah, yeah. Say, say the baldy fellow of the trippers gave a great speech on it. But we just had to get that in because they are our, our sponsor on this and and the good stuff. You know, VPNs, it's um you know, it's all all the, the way forward now at the moment. You know what I mean? We wouldn't have known what they were a few years ago, but now they're all, all all over the place. Enough of that. Phil, last night, Liverpool played Manchester United. What were you expecting before the game? Not much, because I've, I've, you know, I'm, I'm essentially just, I've got, look, I won't lie to you, I'm now in my mid-40s, right? So it's like, I've, I've, I've gone full old arse dad, right? So it's brilliant. So social media now, now just baffles me, which is fantastic. I, I was up to date, up about two years ago, gone now. So before the game, um, from what I could make out, I just kind of like it'd be amazing if we don't win this game. But these games can be mad. But like this United team is one of the worst teams I've ever seen in my life. That's a United team. Like that was before the game, right? And I was saying, unless something bananas happens, we're going to we'll win this game. I'm actually more worried about the Everton game, and I was more worried about the Everton game than I am about this game. And it has nothing to do with the quality of things. I just think they're going to go out and go and just do a fucking Duncan Ferguson, try to do Duncan Ferguson on, on us at, at the weekend and hatch as many players as they possibly can because they're a team that, that takes their fans side to heart and they're just bitter as bejesus. But yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting what happened. I was expecting us to win. I thought it'd be a bit more edgy because just because of what, what's on the line, but my Jesus, from the start of the game, it was just, it, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was like they took the under 12s Man United team against the full Liverpool side, and that's how Liverpool handled them. And I said that myself and Sean had this chat maybe two years ago when we were struggling to beat United under Klopp. And I said, Sean, he just needs Klopp really just needs to put the whole United thing away and treat them for the shy team that they are. And since we started doing that, we've just battered them. Nine goals against them this year. It's ridiculous. And 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 that's because we're that much better than them. And stick it up them and keep sticking it up them because they're devastated today and I'm so delighted I'm so delighted and also there's been a lot of calling out going on in terms of what the shite that went on from their fans last night right it's about time but the media still are saying nothing about it right and it's 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 crazy it's absolutely crazy that you hear this small minority. it's not a fucking small minority I'm sick of saying this 
it's it's in the in in teams, it's in crowds. And if they want to have, if if you want to throw out the bad stuff, you're gonna have to, you should expect the bad stuff to come back at you. And all I'm saying is that's the way it's going to end up. And and it's not the way people want it to be, but that's what's gonna happen. I'll just fucking stick it to them. I'm sick. I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. Long may I continue. We ha- we suffered watching that shite with Ferguson for donkeys. Right. The longer this goes on, and the longer we keep stuffing, the happier I'm going to be. And I hope to get relegated. Stick them down the. the Championship four and let FC of Manchester, whatever they're bleeding called, come up into the championship or something. I fucking hate them. Stick it up their arses. Love it, Phil. That was better <laughs> than me attempting to read out the sponsor bit. Um, the reason I came to you first, Phil, is right, you're the oldest here. You've admitted you're in your mid 40s, but you'd remember back then to the United team of the 1980s when you know you're talking, they'd, they'd been 26 years, I think, without winning the league up till then. And they were always, you know, like very like Liverpool. People probably younger wouldn't remember that. It was just like Liverpool. Next year was always going to be that year. They're always on the way back. But that team was full of shit, like Remy Moses and Arthur Alveston and all these mm-hmm. characters, Ashley Grimes and, you know, like good, good pros, good, good lads. Um, but there was no quality in them. And that to me last night was the worst Manchester United team we've seen since those days in the 80s when as that's what I was expecting going into it. What we were served up actually was even worse because there was just nothing about them. They'd no fight. They, they, it was toothless. Who's that? Is that to me? I, I yeah, listen. Go ahead. No, look, you know, this has been festering within them for donkeys, right? Donkeys. And, you know, it's since Ferguson left, since the whole thing collapsed, it's it's like the fall of the Roman Empire. I, I can't believe how quickly it's collapsed, right? And they've lumped more money in it. Think about it like this. They've spent more money than anyone bar City to have what they had served up on the pitch mm-hmm. because they have no plan, they've no strategy, and they've no vision. They keep throwing... They're, they're doing the, the equivalent of throwing as much shit as a fan and seeing how much of it can smell around the gaff. Like, it's just, it's just brutal, right? And... They're talking about having protests now against the owners. Why? What are they? What are they going to? What? What does that prove? The owners have lashed billions at this team. The owners have let them spend as much money as they want and sign whoever they want. Yet they're going to blame the owners for because somehow it's the owners' fault because Old Trafford's in bits. It's just so churlish in terms of us. Even in the in in the in the eighties. They still managed to get themselves into contention, right? And 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 genuine contention because I remember there, there was one or two seasons prior to the nineties coming around that they were in the running for when Ron Atkinson was manager. They were they Second were challenging the league and the yeah yeah. Um, but look at the end of the day, I'm the listen. That team hates each other. You can just you can see it running through. There is no team. There's no team in that. Pogba hates being there, right? Ronaldo wasn't playing last night because of the tragedy he has. But in the games prior to that, right, you can see there's no team, there's no unity in that club whatsoever. And unless they fundamentally rip the structure apart and rebuild it in the same way we had to start back in 2010, it's going to take them an awful long time to get back to the competitive level. The only advantage they have is that they have they can lash as much money as they want at it, despite them hating their owners, right? They, they can lash as much money because they make genuinely, commercially, lots of money. But that will start to reduce... And it will start to reduce unless the results start to have them start winning again. Because ultimately, as as kids come along, they're the they're the payers, they're the spenders, they're the ones who get pull on the on the parents' wallets and get the money out of the, out of the thing. And you see it. Look at the kids that are knocking around. City fans, mm. Chelsea fans. You've never seen as many City and Chelsea fans in in, in their life. But that's what's there because they're the winning teams. Yeah, it's very true, Shawnee. 
last night, Manchester United rocked up to Anfield. Um, we all expected Liverpool to win, maybe not as comfortably as they did. But that was a performance. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But well, I'm not that... even being a, a told you so. I did because, again, similar to what Phil said, like, if you show up and apply ourselves, and I know, yeah, man, Hannibal come on and start throwing his weight around. If they had two or three more players in that, they would have made it a more difficult game from the off. But they're just gutless. And on top of being gutless, they've no ability. They've zero ability. They, they hang their hat on your man, Bruno. But honest to God, I fucking, I wouldn't let him lead me into a dark room. He's absolutely useless. He's yeah. useless. And he, he just, they've no fight in them. Very similar to Everton. Like, Everton are blessed that Burnley are just a shite. They're not fighting for the manager. They're not fighting for the badge. And it was all basically, it was compounded by what Bruno said in the post-match. He said, we've nothing to play for. Well, how yeah. about the fucking 2,000 fans that travelled up the N6 to watch the game? You're fighting for them every week, you should be. So that's how I touch. They don't give a shit. It's the PR exercise. It's the apologies. It's this, that, and the other. United are in complete disarray and everyone's blaming each other. And then you have ex-players in the media who are basically saying some stuff like, oh, it's the Glazers, it's this and that. Look, the Glazers are spending money. There's nothing they can do. I think two scouts walked out today. Is that right? Yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, but it was kind of being billed as starting, starting yeah, the change up and stuff like that. But this Nick, in fair, that ne- fucking bluffer on the bench, Darren Fletcher. Yeah, well, Neville said that. I think someone fucking must have tagged him in the tweet about Jamal leaving one of the scouts, and he said, "Well, look at this fella's been marginalised for years, so I'm not sure what's happening today yeah. is really going to change." Which you had, you had. I like Ragnick. I genuinely do. And he might not be a good manager, but I do believe he knows how to run football clubs because you only have to look at the success of Red Bull. And it's built on his philosophy. And it is the truth. He made a good point the other day saying, five or six of those players at Liverpool, I know them, I brought them through. I I know them. But he basically turned around last night and said, I'm playing one game a week, my squad is falling apart. He's basically calling out the physios. He, he turned around a few weeks ago and he basically said, I don't know what Darren Fletcher does. They are a shambling wreck. There was zero chance of them getting anything off us last night because what we've seen in the first half against City and even the second half is now, the the evolution of this club team is we can now turn it on and off like a tap. And I do genuinely believe that. I've seen us control games now where we just go 2-0 up, 3-0 up and we're kind of going, all right, we're we're grand here. It's forty six to ninety minutes against the or actually grand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we paraphrase him there, let's well, I, I didn't um I had I had no qualms. I, I do believe if he wanted the last night we could have beaten them eight and I I think yeah. there was uh basically just going into uh into t- uh, the toilet and all people start pointing <coughs> Oh, they're causing Liverpool problems now. We'd seventy-five percent possession. They, they weren't really doing that. There was the, the, Sancho beats one or two players, but they are absolutely shy. They are worse than I can remember ever remember us being against them. Yeah, we always at least fought. Even under Hudson, we fought with players getting sent off as stupid stuff. You Shelby diving in doing stupid stuff, but they fought. And the we game- were shy though. When, do you remember when Kenny was in charge? 
we went there and we got turned over and they should have destroyed us that day. And it was just, it was horrible to watch. I, I, I can remember really bad Liverpool teams against them. But and I can remember... But we always nicked one, Phil. Like, yeah, I yeah. would literally... If you turn around telling me now, <coughs> Liverpool's next six games, last six games, it's going to be United, bow home and away. I take it. Because yeah. they're spoilers. They've no plan. And as soon as he went five at the back last night, they never, they haven't tried that under him. Phil Jones, honestly, Phil Jones is in palliative care today. <laughs> Poor fella, couldn't breathe after 20 minutes last night. Like, they're, a, they're an absolute, they're a, they're a shambles and won't gloss over it. The fans shout themselves up for what they are as well. A bunch mm. of fucking scruffs, like that noisy neighbours, scruffy animals. You can talk about this, that and the other and uh, tribalism. But after what happened with Ronaldo and the reception at the Anfield, you would have thought that there would have been some sort of mechanism going, all right, lads, maybe not tonight. Yeah. Maybe on the bus home amongst ourselves. But to start singing it in the middle of the fucking stadium. And recording it. What you're dealing with. They're miles off us, by the way. And same again Sunday. They'll be miles off us. You know, it's two windows, three windows, four windows. I don't even know whether any amount of windows can save them. They need a club. They need a once in a generation coach because that, that they're far more rotten than Liverpool were. And the thing is, the big wigs at the top just see the Mula and it's always going to come in because the last thing I'll say in it is they were up down blading Glazers out and they'd all brand new United replica jerseys with Ronaldo on the back of them. So, yeah. the Muppets. Yeah, they're a bunch, the biggest bunch of Muppets in the Premier League and uh, let let them continue on as far as... As I said to you, if they got relegated tomorrow, I remember people saying, oh, you know, it's... it's no, I'd love to see everything United gone. I get more pleasure in seeing them going down than ever beating them because it just it just adds to the, the 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 heartache that the fans would have to feel. Like, and, and, and you know, it have suffered relegation, suffered in the 70s, so it's, it's, it's not that far away. Davo, Manchester United hurry you tomorrow. As the the new Ranyak, the consultant to fix everything that's wrong at that club. What are you doing? What's the first thing you're doing? I'm probably handing me P forty five in after <laughs> a half an hour. To be honest, transfer. Well, listen, he fucking Shawnee's right as in like why you doing with Red Bull and all that. But like that some black spot missing there. He should have ran a mile from that. He should have told them get fucked. You're bringing me yeah. into this shit show for six months to fucking leave my arse hanging out the window and me looking like a tick. Fucking so he should he should have ran a mile because his reputation's getting absolutely battered at the minute. Now I know he's not a manager, so he'll yeah. go back in. I, I, I can't see him staying here. United and being this consultant that they're, they're yeah. talking about. But I was on to be mate last night who follows them like. Uh, living in the States and he was just he says oh, he says, what do you think of Dan Hag and he just goes look it's a bit of a shot in the dark isn't it really he just yeah. goes but he says whoever he says oh he probably would have been potch but he says he, whoever he, whoever it's like if it's Dan Hag he goes he needs three midfielders literally straight away three starting midfielders that can go up a level now look that's grand when you're forwarding money around and stuff like that but we know because we've been coming from a fucking very low ebb fucking 10 years ago or whatever like it's easier said than done. Like getting windows together uh, and sorting yourself out, and like getting three fucking starting. If that could that could take you two windows to get the three midfielders, it could take you three windows. You mightn't be able to get the ones that you want in. It's interesting. I know Carragher has, has said before, like recently, you're never really as far away as you think 
you're always a little bit closer, but I, I really hope in this case now he's fucking wrong that they're fucking a million miles away because like last night was just like what do you like trade the back we'll do we're playing one of the best teams in the world and we'll we'll train over for fucking two or three days before a trade the back and then we'll throw Phil Jones in that hasn't played in a year and fucking we'll hope it's all right <laughs> like what the fuck like like they, they, honest to God, what they'd have been as well doing there is hand on heart doing a Diego Simeone and going yeah. five, five, and yeah. fucking sitting in that fucking two banks of five and going, I don't give a shit. We're not going into your half of the 90 minutes. Keith, can I post a formal request to stop talking about everybody else and start talking about Liverpool Football Club? And the only reason I'm saying it, the only reason I'm saying it is because, like, what we did last night is what Barcelona did to them in the Champions League final years ago. Treated them as boys and just manhandled them and destroyed yeah. them. Right? No, and let's talk about let's talk about that because that's just it was it just be it was it was wondrous. It was beautiful. It was immense. It's there's so much to talk about from from every aspect. Salah's back in the goals. That ball from Mane to Salah to me is just it's dirt. It's it's absolutely yeah, filthy. with the sauce, mm. right? It was just off the charts. The, the, pass for the force goal. Mane's <laughs> pass for the force goal. It's brilliant. Mane's yeah. reborn and I'm I'm putting my hands up here. I was sure he was done. Yeah. Mm. Same here. I, yeah. I was sure he was done as a top end starter in this Liverpool team, but he's False nine. I was talking, I was talking to Miel man today, and he's not even a Liverpool fan. He turns around and said, "He's like um, he's like John Barnes. He's, mm. he's, he's playing like a John Barnes where everything is going through. Him. Yeah. Everything is going through him, and it, only for Thiago you would have been man of the match in both the last games. Mm. And th- like I'm delighted because that's that's the benefit of bringing in someone like a Diaz because. Mane probably goes, all right, so if I'm not going to get out there all the time, he's flavour of the month now. I need to get my finger out. I think Senegal thing has helped him massively. Yeah. Um, because he, he did come out last year saying he was struggling uh, with the mental side and the physical side. But he looks as good as he ever has for us. And that's saying something because the year we won the league, he's our best player. I I, I think I think there's a combination. I think he, I think he is done as being the man I have three years ago. I think this move into the centre has revitalised him, right? I think because he still has that bit more pace than, than say, Firmino has when he plays that role, but has the technical capability. And we haven't seen, we hasn't, he hasn't needed to express that technical capability playing out on the wide and coming in and being the one that's in the middle for, for, for the shots and stuff like this. Now it's given him free reign to show what he does for Senegal. And it's a credit to him. It's an absolute credit to him. But again, the confidence is there. And like I, I look at Mo and you look at that the confidence has been affected by the, the loss and the, the, the AFCON, right? And and you can see it between through his play and he's fair play to him. He's taken his penalties and he scored his penalties bar one and he's done everything and he's kept on with the assists. And again, he has another assist last night and two goals. But just at the moment, and I go, it's like the Allison thing, just at the moment when you need to show your bollocks, just at the moment when you need that the player and your best player to turn it on, he turns up, and he turns up in classic fashion. Right, and you look at you look at this, and you go, "Fuck me, we've got these lads who have the bit between their teeth, who have know that they're they, this season rides on the next six games, and that's all that matters. That's nothing else matters, right? It just we just play the next game, we just play the next game. It's that mentality that that Klopp has bred into them, and then you throw Thiago into it, 
Well, now you want to talk about Thiago, right? Because oh, we I'm, will be, yeah. I, I, no, but I, I'm one who said, and, and when he, when he came up first, I was looking at going, he's struggling, and I'll stand up and I'll say, when you look back at the performances, he looks like he's struggling that team. But again, I think we, myself and Sean, he had the discussion on this podcast probably a year ago when, when we were having this, right? And I said, I think he's struggling. And Sean, he said, look, you have to give him the opportunity when Fabinho's in beside him and he doesn't have to try to do everything, right? And to, 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 to your credit, you're bang on, right? But you don't have to be right. You can be wrong at these things. It's like if I was wrong about I was wrong about Milner when, when I seen him come to the club before, so I'm delighted I'm, I'm wrong. And Naby Kate, I want, like I've been his biggest critic on this podcast, and, I, and uh, absolutely right. But the Naby Kate turned up for this this year and has played this year has been an absolute joy to behold and a pleasure to watch on a week in week out basis. And the performances turned in has been fantastic. And I said this was the biggest part for me was this was the year this was the make or break year for Kate. And for as far as I'm concerned, he's made it. And like that, who am I? I'm, I'm a nobody. But I'm not going to sit here and then try double down on on an opinion that I had that was based on what happened over three years. This is yeah. and it's fantastic to see. I want to see these players. I want to see these players succeed. Not the, If you're a Liverpool fan, you don't want your opinion to be right and to see these players fail. You want these players to succeed and make a gobshite out of you, right? And I am absolutely delighted when a player turns, turns the form and uh, turns the corner on his ability and what's it, the avail- on the availability being his key ability because his availability has been second to none this year and I'm fucking delighted to see it. And, and hopefully, that continues on. And hopefully we continue to see the growth in these players because that's just it's just it's just a joy to support this team at this moment of time. You don't need to be on social media, you can just watch the games and it'll make you happy. It'll make you really happy. Do you know what made me happiest? Straight up Sky Sports News this morning showing us the goals and they were sitting there like they were in mourning. Honest to Jesus, they were absolutely <laughs> devastated that United are shy. The whole thing was United are shy. It's not Liverpool are sensational. Sensational. They should have the right, but they're based, they're based in Manchester. They should be there. Liverpool are sensational. This is a once in a generation team, and you should be should be celebrating it. And Sean, I'll go back to my point I made before we came on there. Right? If we don't win the league this year, we have to look at ourselves as the people's champion. We have to think about wrestling in the mid noughties Right? We will be. <laughs> we're the Stone Cold Steve Austin's, the the Rocks, where we only get to hold the championship belt briefly. But it makes people happier than when Triple H is wandering around. Triple H is Manchester City, by the way, right? He has oh, his he hands in the game, game right? Right. But everyone hated the fact uh, that he was he was the he was the heavyweight champion for four thousand years, right? They all wanted somebody else, right? And we are the people's champion, and that's the way we got it. But we need to grab the when the opportunity well, comes up one, to win. There's right. loads of football at the play. I'll say one thing though: mm. if we don't win it this year, we'll definitely win it next year. Mm. I, and I'm I'm going out on a limb saying that we definitely will. I think it's going to be like nineteen twenty again, where we just Carry on. I don't care who they sign, and I'm being yeah. deadly. I, I'm being deadly honest with you. I genuinely don't. I I couldn't give a fuck who they do, what they do in the summer, because look at this team, the way they're playing. The, I I still think we win the league. I can see. I know they they win comprehensively tonight. I still think we win the league. We're far better than them at the moment. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And I think we showed that in the first half on, on Saturday. We didn't turn up. 
on in the Etihad. We took mm. two first halves off them. I, I heard Dav saying it in, in the show last week. And they still couldn't beat us. So I, I'm I I honestly I can't see anyone beating us. I genuinely can't. And people turn around saying our run in is tougher. How? How is our run in tougher? Well, I bet that in every team I go on the face. <laughs> genuinely. Yeah. And it's the truth. And I I does does uh, the one thing I love seeing last night, get back to the game. First 10 minutes in the second half. Now, I know Dav, you do be fucking pulling oh, out. Swinging out them blinds. And now you, you yeah. are right, you did. You you called it before any of the commentators that it was even remarked on in the game. You said, Virgil is doing my fucking nut here. Right, you said. And I was going, geez, relax. Two seconds later, Klopp is chewing them out. Robbo was chewing them out. These, these are well aware of the level that's needed to... To get it over the line, and I, I just, I, I see that there with us. I genuinely do. I, I can see City slipping. I can. The, there's frailties, a hundred percent. And the people champ. It's gonna be like playing WrestleMania and fucking. <laughs> the Rock finally got his hands on it <laughs> after years. I could just see it all boiling up and. It's, one one kicking out of stone and the other one kicking out of rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, that's it. But, but lads, I want to talk for a few minutes and we won't stay much longer because I know like early starts and things like that. Last night, Phil touched on Thiago being wrong maybe about Thiago and Sean, you saying give it time, give it time, give it time. Sean, I'm going to start with you because, you know, we spoke about this fella before. We spoke, you know, how good a player he was before he came to Liverpool and how excited we were when he came to Liverpool. He is just playing a different game to everyone else at the moment, isn't he? Like when you look at him in the midfield, the things he's doing, because it's not just one thing that he's doing. Like he's not just hitting little passes. He's snidey. He's everything. He's just absolutely has the game on strings at the moment, doesn't he? Yeah, but look, this should be a surprise to absolutely nobody, to be honest with you, because... I'm not even joking you. And I would have said this had he went to PSG, even United City, wherever he would have went. Thiago has done what he did last night for a decade in Germany. And he was doing it in Europe as well. And he just so happened to be number three in a midfield behind, or number four in a midfield behind Xavi, Iniesta and Busquets, who yeah. many would consider the greatest club side of all time. And he moves from there and his level never drops. Like, I don't know what they call him, these Trequartista registers. I don't know what the name you put on him is, but I don't even know. It's the spin around any other midfielder to him that I've ever seen play where everything is just so elegant. And I, I felt sorry for him last year because he was banged at the base of a midfield. And there was carnage at Liverpool last year. Yeah. It was mad. It, it really was. And if you're actually looking at, if you look at the last ten games last year, he hasn't. Superb. He hasn't. His level hasn't dropped since then. People are only going on about this since the 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 City semi final and that Thiago has been brilliant for the most part when he's played for us. When at the mall around them, like the first half. He has when he signs for us against Chelsea. Remember, he comes on yeah. in the second half and just starts yeah. pinging the ball around the shop. He's out of this world. And I'm not, I'm, I genuinely mean it when I say it. 
I think Steven Gerrard is the only midfielder who's better than him that I've seen play. But it's such a small sample size, I know. But technical ability, he's right up there in the echelons of Luis Suarez for me. That's just a how good he is and how how simple he makes the game look when it's going a million miles an hour. He just slows it down. He plays the game at his pace. And it's it's a big difference to us because we've been held as skelter on the club. We were a bit controlled in 1920. But now he was basically brought in to transform the way we play last year. And he has. And he's absolutely brilliant. And you can't overlook the, the other side of his game where he's niggling in, winning the ball back, his interceptions. He's just unbelievable. He's an absolute joy to watch. There was a st- I think there, I think there was a stat that fucking it was ten games with him, ten games without him. I think we've only seen the two goals that in the yeah. ten games that he's played yeah. because he's that like he's defensively switched on. He he he'll, he'll put his foot in. He'll win the ball back. He can do a bit of everything. Yeah, he's he's honestly he's been here only for a short time, and I don't know how long we're gonna get out of him because he's thirty one, but pace. Pace doesn't matter when you have her upstairs. You see him ghosting Rashford and all last night. He's so, so good. He's a he's one of them throwback little midfielders you used to see in the league years ago where you probably thought, ah, oh, he wouldn't make it in England. He's not physical enough, but there's no one near his level when he's on it. Honestly, he's, he's unbelievable. I, I said it earlier on, I remember watching him for Bayern in the Champions League and he used to giggle all the time. You need to forget, like, you need to remember like there's two sayings. You never ask a woman her age and you never take anyone that born or selling, right? And that was the thing that everyone was going on about when, oh, I don't know about going for him because, but Boyan are desperate to keep him. He's man of the match in the Champions League final against PSG. He completely runs the show. He just wanted out. And we so happened to be in a position where we were able to pick him up. And I tell you what, I can't wait for Sunday or the next game of football that he starts because he's just... So so good to watch. He's he when he when all is said and done, he is he will go down as one of the best midfielders of his generation without a doubt. Uh, I, look, the best way I can discuss him is to discuss my love of controlling midfielders at Liverpool Football Club. I grew up on Jan Malby. Then we didn't really have one for a long, long time. And then Jabby Alonso turned up at the club, right? And Thiago to me is when Xabi Alonso left Liverpool and went to Real Madrid. And he's the Xabi Alonso of Real Madrid. Thiago is at that level playing for us. And it's just incredible watching a fella being able to control the rhythm and the tempo of a game. And no matter how much he gets kicked or people try to get near him, he still controls the rhythm and the tempo of the game. And he just sets everything in motion. His vision is so, so, so incredible. Right, and I don't care. Like good players learn from good players. Do you know that? Do you know that way? If you look at the way the rest of the team are now moving the ball and being able to play those passes, they obviously can't get to what he sees because he's, that's what makes him so special. But that goal, that pass from Mane, mm-hmm. is typical of things being able to happen that wouldn't have happened before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they're playing that way in training and he's playing in and they're watching him do it and then they copy it. And that's what good players can do. Oh, yeah, I can do that. And, and it starts pinging it around in the game. And that raises again the levels. And there is, a, somebody mentioned, there's a quiet evolution going on in this team. And if you look at what we have now, where we started two years ago and everyone was worried, what? Well, all these players are getting old and moving on. Look what we have now. We've Luis Diaz, right? I think Thiago can play in the same way Xabi Alonso played 
well into his mid-30s, right? Because pace doesn't define this game. Pace is not dictating this game. And in the same way, you look at Henderson's game has changed. Henderson has become the James Milner of this team. And the way James Milner was 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 playing two years ago or three years ago when we got to the Champions League final. Thiago was playing that controller role. And Fabinho was playing this outrageous footballer. Like we were talking about Thiago, but Fabinho is, is a freak of a footballer as well, right? Yeah. And then you've got Keita coming in and doing a bit of the Wijnaldum role, but also a bit of the Henderson role from three years ago. And this is the evolution of the team. You look at the top three, it's not just a top three anymore, it's top six. It's top six. We've got we've got six players who are interchangeable in terms of what's there. And then our back four isn't a back four, it's a back eight in terms of the players who can come in and out. And that's the evolution of this side. We've gone from a from a from 12 players that we picked that when they were fit were so far above to having finally 16, 17 players. And this was always Klopp's ambition. You know, it's just Thiago again is that little momentum setter and that little tempo setter that changes fundamentally what this team looks like. And looking at how he played last night, looking at how he's playing this run in, again, the best players go up levels as you get towards the end of the season and Thiago's going up the gears. Last season, he was, as somebody mentioned, he was probably our best player over the last 10 games and was fundamental to us getting that Champions League spot. And he's torn on the 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 dial again now and look at the way he's playing the ball. Look what he's, he sees things so far ahead of everyone else and that's what I'm talking about tempo and, and rhythm. Because he's able to see what's going on, this is exactly why this team is able to was able to do what it did to Manchester City. Was able to do when the other players come in and they're replicating what he's trying to do. That's so positive for the young players coming through, and it's just I, I love waxing lyrical about him. I was talking about him today, but not not in social media. Talking about the people yeah. who watched it, right? That's what that's what football brings. That's the joyous nature that football brings when you, because fans of all teams look at him and go, "Yeah, he's fucking cracking." It's like when I, I talked about Kante for Chelsea. He has that, but he has that that thing to me that goes, "I'm just so happy he's their player." It's like Alice, I'm just so happy he's their player. Mo Salah, I'm just so happy he's their player. Like that just. Isn't it great? Because we spent years going, I wish he was air player. I wish yeah. he was air player. Davo, how did so many ex-players get it wrong on this fella and think, forget about fans, forget about, you know, tribal fans. How did so many players, Paul Scholes, um, Kenny Cunningham, uh, Didi Hamann, Gary Neville. Goal, that just said the players. A drop, wasn't it? it was a bit of a drop. <laughs> They all said he's too slow. He's not going to be able to play in the Premier League. He's not going to be able to play club system. He's going to slow Liverpool down. How were they all so wrong on a player that had 31 honours before he even got to us that, as Sean, he said, was the man of the match in the Champions League final? How could they all have been so wrong on him? I don't know. That's uh, really... Uh, well, like, for the likes of... Like, I would imagine Louis Kenny Cunningham hasn't seen a lot of him play, right? Now, that could be yeah. me just being fairly naive about no, like, uh, Kenny Cunningham. But for the likes of, like, Didi man who would be, I'd say Didi man does bits and pieces of work on, on German television with, with football and whatnot, I just think it was fucking lazy. Didi likes sticking a knife into Liverpool uh, quite a bit the last while. I'd say, I'd say Scholes was just hoping. He was hoping he'd fucking slow us down. He was hoping it wouldn't go well. He was just throwing his R in. I'm sure he was probably asked he's throwing an R in. I would say Cunningham probably hasn't seen much of him. Cunningham still believes that Henderson should be at the base instead of Fabinho of, of our midfield, which is a bit strange. I think as much as I... Listen, I'm, I'm a big Henderson fan. Well, listen, when he plays well, I'll say he plays well. If he's shit, I'll say he plays shit. Mm. But So I'd, I'd say it's just a bit of... I'd say Cunningham hadn't seen much of him, but 
Like the boys are right. The boys have said it all, really. Just from last night for me, I, I, I find I really, really fucking struggle. I don't think I've ever seen a fella have man that might sound about that 10 minutes. Mm. I'd, yeah. I'd like in the, in the game, the first 10 minutes, it was like it's over. Don't like where, where I go up, we get the second goal or whatever. It's over. That's it's man the match. Stoney could have never could have said, right, man the match tonight is, is, is Thiago. And it was just, it was, it was fucking incredible. Just the, the performance. Johnny was on about goals to boy, young Fliss Rashford, younger players. And like, I'm sitting there watching it now, and he's going to drop the shoulder and go the other way. So they must know he's going to do it. And they still can't get near Floyd and just Floyd, some of the passing, the fucking, the scores passing, it's just so good. So you just have to manage him. Like yep. uh, Kev said in the chat, you just need to manage him a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not involved or if he if he's if he's on the bench on Sunday, maybe a last twenty minute job or something like that. I think just need to manage him really going forward because he's he, he's vital. He's he's absolutely vital at the moment. Like yeah. Phil said, there the levels thing. The levels thing. Look at his assist on Saturday in the FA Cup. He he thinks that up to Mane because he knows you're. Sadio's probably better off volleying that mm. than just rolling it into his pat. I'm I'm gonna take away, I'm gonna make his I'm gonna make I'm gonna make his mind up for him. And Phil and Dad would have played at high enough levels where you just know some players are instinctive like that. Mm. If you don't get like the really top players, like I remember a friend of mine played with Jason Bourne at uh he was he was only at Cavantelli at the time. And he was saying, Lawson, you could fire the ball out of a cannon into him. And he'd just be ricocheting it into the net because it's instinctive. And top, like, high, high IQ football, that's exactly what he plays. Like, he gets a little give and go. Like, he played it. We, we didn't score him, but you can tell, like, Diaz makes a run inside and he clips this one over the top. And you can tell Mo is in position for the knockdown to go in. He's a conductor. He's a QB. He's running the show. The game's bit, it's the metronome. He just, I don't know. I don't know who you can compare it to. Raquel May was really good at that, but I don't even think he, he his execution is unbelievable. And he makes everything look so good because he does that whip. He whips yeah. every pass and it's the shimmy. And it's just, to be honest with you, it's porn. That's the, it's mm. football porn. Honest to God. The, his compilations go whoop on porn, but and if he, Top of lists getting massive views because he's just so fucking good. He's ridiculous to watch. Honestly, I find myself falling over him all the time. And honestly, not everyone is as, as lucky. If you can go and see him live, and I, I'm not being, I'm not, I'm not trying to, um, I'm not being like yuppie about or anything. Like, just go and see him live because it's a true test to just the levels and. When you're looking at, like I was, I was at the Porto game where he scores that goal, like, and that game he's toiling on beside him, <laughs> pulling that young all over the place, went showing him how to play the game. At the same time, he's keeping it ticking over. He's absolutely ridiculous, and I just hope we can keep him fit because we've we've actually we've done well this year with the likes of Kate and Thiago and getting them there, and the the medical department this, they deserve big credit for it, but. I genuinely believe it used to always be for me. If you have Allison, Van Dyke and Fabinho in your eleven, you won't lose many games of football. If you have 
Thiago in there, you won't even draw many games of football. You're going to be winning most of them because that's just how good he is. And long may it continue. He's fucking incredible. I'm just so glad he's ours. Again, it's, a, it's a, I'm so happy that I get to watch him play for Liverpool. Yeah, I seen him about ten years ago for Barcelona. I went over to a game, um, and you know the warm up when he does the volleys from one side of the pitch to the other. He was doing it with Messi. They were all lined up down that warm. Him and Messi were down it, and I couldn't believe it. You know, he's probably only twenty one at the time, but Messi's volleying it over to him from the other side of the pitch. He's turning around, trapping it on his neck, flicking it up, volleying it back to him, bending the thing, landing straight on Messi's chest. I was looking at this warm-up and it was just, I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is unbelievable. And ever since then, I've been fascinated with him because he's just a player like he's, it's hard to describe him. As I've all said it there, what do you compare him to? Like he's got his moves, Davo said it there. He's got the little shimmy where he just gets away from a player. That's the only pace he needs is to be able to, get them three yards away when he drops the shoulder and moves the whip past when he's not looking at it you know we said it at the time what he's going to do Liverpool maybe got predictable with the fullbacks that everything was going to come from wide and get whipped in by Trent and Robbo but what he's going to do is he's going to punch holes in the team in the middle of teams and create chances and we're seeing it now the fella is unbelievable and we've all said it long may it last I was talking Liverpool selling him and all in the summer um, just gone you know the usual show that gets regurgitated um, you know people are he's making people look like fools and that's what I'm enjoying the most about it I think, so, I think Xavi wanted him back yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? He's not can, I just, can I also just say that he also hates Pep Guardiola, right? He had, he got he left Barcelona and the fucker followed him to Bayern Munich. Right? He put <laughs> up with him there for as long as possible. And when it, there was a chance for him to go to England, he said, bollocks to that. I'm going to a team that's mad, not a team that's dour and fucking horrible. Anyway, Shawnee loves Pep Guardiola. I'm not going to say that. No, in shit. fairness, when Pep Guardiola took the Bayern Munich job, the first thing he wanted was to bring Thiago with him. He's the yeah, player he brought with him. Like, yeah, so, Thiago, Thiago, know, was, Thiago was, was kidnapped. He was had, brought by yeah, he's, fucking, he's, he's not real. He's handsome. He speaks about eight languages. Yeah. He looks like he's sound. He I walks like around Liverpool like a normal bloke. Like, I was in good form by the looks of it. Yeah, he just, like, honestly, I, I, I absolutely love him. I, I, He's getting to the stage of man love that I have, and I, I continue to have for Xabi Alonso, even yeah. when he left. I just think... Does, does people correct me in the chat? I don't care. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler <Why> alert. <laughs> Have they not fucking watched you on this before, Phil? Yeah. <laughs> I, I made I made a point at the start. I'm in my mid forties. I'm an old dad at this stage. I can just be all grumpy if I want to make stuff up and just believe it because that's what dads do. So that's just well, the way it is, right? He's on. He's on rail. And look, the ultimate. He, he got. He got the best standing ovation I can remember. From, mm. from Anfield last from last <laughs> night. And that that basically says um that says it all. He he's unreal. Don't listen to any of the, the show because it's just pure jealousy and absolute arse talk. He does not detract from this team, not one way out and not one bit. And it, once he's fit for our big games, we're gonna be lifting more pots this year. It's as simple mm. as that. Yeah. Exactly, and he has that little bit of edge because he missed the League Cup final, didn't he? In the warm up, he got injured and had to miss that one. So he's hungry to get trophies in as well, and mm-hmm. it's just all gearing up um, 
for a very successful end of the season. Um, we'll finish her up now, lads. And um, before we go, just a word on Felicon. Um, as Gav said it's your night. You know, we probably won't get to ten thousand by the golf day, but we're going to keep pushing and pushing. And we've said it before, Felicon. If you you mightn't have to use a service like them before, but you'll certainly know people who have. And it's a great um partner that we've decided to go with. The details are all in the show description. They're all on the website, the Twitter, everywhere. You'll find all the links to Felicon in there. Go in and have a look. If you can give out and give, we know times are tough for people. We're not looking for, you know, everybody to, you know, keep lashing in money, lashing in money. Anything you can give or share or spread the word or anything like that will be much appreciated. So, yeah, check that out when you can. Right, lads, we'll finish up there. Phil, if you have anything else before you want to go, I, I, what's he doing? Are you I'm trying just, to sink your body to the two marks underneath you so it looks like arms? I'm, I'm stretching my knees. The, the, it's not great, like, do you know what I mean? The, the, I'm starting to feel the chills. Even when it's, even I've come back to Ireland and it's, it's a bit cold in this country. I'm getting used to 20 plus degree heat in the evening time. You were in Spain for a week, you've laid down. You know what I mean? It's also, I also found that um, Victoria Malaga is, is a lovely beer and it definitely lubricates the joints. You don't feel as as, as creaky in the evening time. So it's definitely worth a, a canya of Victoria Malaga uh, of an evening. It keeps the doctor away. There you go. They couldn't have said about that myself. Davo, anything else before we go? No, no, just enjoying where we are at the minute. So long, long may I continue. Roll on Sunday. Indeed, indeed. Sean, what about yourself? Yeah, five days now we're out of game. What are we going to do with ourselves? <laughs> Longest season, break, man. isn't it, between now and the end yeah. of the season, is it, at the minute? Yeah, it'll be non-stop between now and uh, the end of May. And just look, Love enjoy it. it, because the high, the, it's highly unlikely I'm going to see Anton like this ever again. <laughs> Boy, anybody, because like we said, football's changing, not exactly for the better, but we could genuinely make history in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and while the other best team around is Man City, you'd much rather be watching the Reds than them show it, so you know, enjoy it while you can. Um, right, we'll leave it there, lads. Thanks for joining me. Thanks to everyone. Beat. What, 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 what. If you smell <laughs> what the club <laughs> is cooking, <laughs> what better way to end it than that? Take it easy. <laughs> oh, stop. Sports Social Podcast Network.